0: Episode 2, Horseshoes in Habitual Drowning.
1: Welcome to episode two of the Adventures in Lollygagging podcast. It's an actual play RPG podcast using the Zweihander RPG system. It's a D100 system. Uh, it's pretty nice. It's pretty cool. Uh, it's done by Grim Parallel Studios, who are completely and totally unaffiliated with us. And after listening to us, we'll probably want to stay that way. Uh, so uh, we're going to talk a little bit about our characters really quickly here. There's six people at the table. We've only had episode one so far. So just... Just to familiarize the listeners with the sound of the the person's voice who's playing each character, we're just going to go around really quickly. So give us your real name, give us your character name, and then like describe your character in four words or fewer. So starting on my left, Melissa.
2: Hi, I'm Melissa, and my character name is Zofia. She is a pale, frail, female
1: boatman. I feel like you were planning that ahead of time. Like, because I mentioned, like, I mentioned mentioned the forward thing. (laughs) Like, I shouldn't have said anything. I should have just made it. Yeah. Shouldn't have made it a surprise. All right. Go ahead. Next.
3: I'm Ashley. I'm playing Emily. uh, And she is super awkward and hits on everyone.
1: Okay. Right. I like how, like, the whole missing hand thing wasn't even part of that. That was awesome. Okay.
0: I'm Keith and I'm playing Bruno, everyone's favorite fat man.
1: Okay.
0: I'm Long.
1: Do we have a least favorite fat man in the group? Not yet. Oh, yeah, it's true. It's true. Still time.
0: Long here, and I'm playing Chovy. Just remember my eyes are down here because I'm really short.
1: (laughs) Look at this guy. Look at this guy. Look
0: at this guy. All right, next. uh, I'm Josh. I'll be playing Bear. He's pretty much a big burly boy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I am Dustin, and I'm
4: playing Erwin, and uh, he ranges from very humble to uh, very arrogant, depending upon if he's, uh, you know, succeeding or not. Okay. Okay. So like if
1: he's, if he's succeeding, I think is, is he more humble or is he more arrogant? He gets more arrogant as he succeeds. All right. All right. (laughs) I will hold you to that. Uh, okay. So, um, we've had one episode so far what do we remember from that first episode I'm everyone drunk. got drunk
0: yeah. everyone got drunk yeah it was <laughs> yeah. really
1: <laughs> a crocodile classic yeah. start to any Cro- crocodiles was like session zero off off air was right? it oh, yeah sure. Sure. that was the crocodile stuff was off air but yeah oh, no. like at, at a certain point we were doing a bunch of session zeros to kind of get a hang for the rules and get a hang for our characters and they fought a crocodile bear got bit in the ass it was great mm-hmm. uh, but Jovino yeah yeah died. yeah yeah it's true jovian almost died <laughs> but uh so everyone got drunk but prior to getting drunk because getting drunk intoxicated really bad that happened at the end we had a bunch of critical fails so everyone just like drank a beer and then just completely slammed their head against the table what do we remember about what happened beforehand remember anything go
2: ahead we weren't getting jobs right and then we got a job
1: yeah they got a job so so uh, the podcast itself, if this is the first time listening, we play in a fairly, uh, fairly traditional kind of mid- Middle Ages, medieval, kind of on the, on the cusp of Renaissance uh, uh, era. Um, we play within a, a country called the Rhine Monarchy, and the, the campaign started in a port town called Weishaven. And the only person at this table who it was actually from was Bruno. So Keith's character, Bruno, is actually a native. Uh, but everybody else has been in Weishaven for some time because it's actually been a good source of work for them. But after kind of screwing up a job at some point in the past, maybe we'll hear more about in the future. Uh, but they uh, they kind of got frozen out of some gigs. Uh, but but fortunately, through Bruno's uh, through Bruno's time in Vicehaven, he was able to kind of get everybody a job. Uh, do we remember what that job
0: was and who that was for? That's for Master Zeiger? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you remember yeah. his first name? Master. <laughs> <laughs>
4: right.
1: <laughs> Yes. Right, absolutely. <laughs> sure. Yeah, okay. But no, you got Zygrant. It's really good. Okay, so we got a job from Raza Zyger. Do we remember what that job was?
3: Uh, we're going to go get his children mm-hmm. from Bayer's Wall. Mm-hmm. And I'm
1: bear's wall I, bear I don't know what the hell you're talking about bear oh, that's man, bear I mean, over wall, there please. there's a wall
3: I, i'm thinking one? of josh this is awkward yeah <laughs> uh
1: no not from there uh, from a place called does anyone know the place anyone know the place anyone know the place foresting group okay so there's like no bonus reward points going out right now uh this is so embarrassing uh but you're yeah so you guys you guys are trying to go investigate uh his missing son right he had mm-hmm. a missing son because you got a, he got a letter from his daughter Uh, who describe how her brother had gone missing from a place called Bachman's Ruin. What do we know? What have we we learned or remember about that place? Do anybody know? It's, it's a colony. Definitely. Yeah, it's a colony. Definitely
3: not a lake. What kind
1: of colony Penal is it? colony. It's a penal colony. Yeah. So it's a place. Oh, God! <laughs> Jesus, cute. come on. Uh, a penal colony, as in it's a place where like debtors, uh, like it's a prison colony, basically. Mm-hmm. It's where people who have uh, who have accrued so much debt that they're in trouble now and they're working off that debt. Or it might be people who are political dissidents or exiles, something like that. Uh, and so they were sent there for reasons that you tried to investigate, but failed uh, because your personal skills are terrible. Uh, but yeah, you asked around town, didn't really get a whole lot about it. Maybe it's just because it's quiet, maybe because it wasn't well-known, but yeah. So so Harold Zeiger via Bruno kind of calls you all in. Um, do we remember anything about uh, his, his home or anything about him particularly or anything about maybe the letter or anything like that? It that's, was
4: very empty. There wasn't a lot of furniture. Right. There
1: are a lot of rooms that weren't used. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had, had a feel of of a person who was either either in transient, like maybe they're moving or not moving, or maybe someone who just was like selling off all their things, right? Okay. He has a
0: gnomish butler named Walter. Yeah, he is pretty useless. Yeah, yeah he was we pretty
1: useless. asked for his name. Yeah, so we didn't really care. He brought him. you a
0: cheese plate, so nope. I feel no. Nope, it was just didn't. beer. Oh, that's right. He should have brought you a
1: cheese plate. Is really what he did, but they didn't. They couldn't afford cheese. It's <laughs> true. It was a bunch of that like yellowish American cheese. <laughs> just like the completely, slices. Completely, <laughs> completely yeah, just slices. It Made no sense for the world, but that's what it was. we okay. even happy
0: if you brought cheese. Okay, so
1: then being the upstanding, excellent citizens that you are, uh, you man. went around town started to prep you learned a little bit about the route that you're gonna to have to take because there's a little bit of overland travel that we're gonna to get to in a minute uh and uh you know you, you had a drink or two or ten and uh many of you ended up uh shall we say intoxicated uh, which is a is an official kind of condition uh, for the game so if i recall correctly and you all, and you all can correct me if i'm wrong. I believe Zofia critical failed her her toughness test for intoxication. First one. Yeah, very first one. I think Bear critically failed as well. Yeah, I remember I rolled in 99. Yeah, 99. <laughs> Classic. Uh, so the two of you immediately after, I think it was just, I don't even think you drank. I think you just sniffed the booze when you were out. <laughs> You're such lightweights, uh, which is strange because bear's probably, next to Bruno, probably the biggest one among you. Um, and then a couple others, I think maybe Critical failed. I think, Emily, you Critical failed on the second hour of drinking. I yeah. failed on the first
4: one. It just wasn't a good Yeah, you just failure. got t- I took. I took one yeah.
1: drink I'm just like, oh, that's so too I, much. If I recall, and I, again, I could be wrong, I think Bruno and Chauvin are the only ones who kind of made it out relatively.
0: Oh, there's no way I passed like the third or second round. No, he, I failed those as well. Oh, he, weren't
1: you using like... Yeah, I was re- using re- the fate points. Fortune points, fortune points. Yeah, using fortune points over and over again. So really... When the next day came around and you all wandered over because you had promised uh Mr. Master Harold Zeiger is his name uh that you would all meet back at his place the next day and uh and, and begin your journey after getting kind of some supplies that he had offered you know he had offered to pay for if you invoice them um you all went over to his place the next morning completely and utterly drunk some of you incapacitated uh which doesn't mean yet you're unable to move it just means you're unable to pass any skill tests uh and you can't recover your peril for like 24 hours uh so yeah have fun with that so really bruno is the only one who's functional uh which is pretty funny because the the player is not as functional today because he just didn't you just have a what was it again you had a root canal Yes. Yeah, there we go. Oh. So anyway, the only person who was actually capable of really having a conversation uh, was Bruno and you all collected uh, collected the very things that you need, got your got your goods together, stacked up various rations and stuff and uh, piled them onto a cart. Uh, you were given a kind of a gray dray horse, like this basic kind of almost basically a mule um, to pull that cart. Uh, it's not a type of cart that you're going to ride in because uh, all, all of your stuff is in. So it's really just kind of walking adventure for you all. Uh, and so then you proceeded to leave town, which is where we're going to be at now. So here's the fun part. We're actually going to engage <laughs> in what's called uh, wilderness travel. So uh, Zviander has a whole process called wilderness travel where like everyone kind of takes on a specific role uh and it's whenever you're going from one place to another now you spent some time in town trying to map out the best way to go and from what you gathered from what you learned it's about a seven to ten day journey to a place called ediger key uh and ediger key uh is as a location where you think you can get ferried across to uh to to bachman's ruin, right like you think you can get there so that's that's where you're destination basically is and so you know you have about seven to ten days worth of travel you collected about seven to ten days worth of rations Um, but some of that travel as you as you all were kind of looking at the the various kind of hastily sketched maps that you were able to look at or communicating with the various locals or various merchants um, you realize that only the first couple days of travel are fairly easy uh, because you're just traveling immediately north of Vicehaven. it's pretty easy there's a path uh, you pass by some some farmland, stuff like that. But eventually, you reach what's called the Blood, blood Petal Forest, and then you have to go even further up into the foothills of the Eggensal Peaks. Um, so you know that at a certain point, the travel goes from fairly light and fairly uh, not very dangerous to a little bit more difficult, a little hard, and uh, possibly threatening. Uh, now, the wilderness travel rules require that we have People play various roles. There are three roles for wilderness travel. So, who would like to be the guide? Now, a guide is somebody who is capable of navigating uh, their way around uh, around the world. Ideally, you're looking for a person with the navigational skill. Uh, so, is anybody here capable of doing that?
2: Sophia is. Anyone else?
1: Negative. Else? Yeah, yeah. Can we everyone's drawing. You're going to fail your test, but oh, we're gotcha. still going to put people in some roles. It's going to be very funny. Nice. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're just, <laughs> you guys get the card, wander across the bridge, across this river. You look out and all of you are just like, this is a bad day. This <laughs> just... This is a really bad day. Uh, very Just holding professional. Just
4: on to the cart so I don't fall over. Okay. So, uh,
1: so as far as I understand it, then we're going to have uh, Zofia is going to be the one that is guiding the journey. Uh, all right. Okay. So then the other another role we have is uh, what's called survivalist. This is a person who's kind of going to be taking care of the camp. Making sure that if at any point you're looking to sort of sleep for the night or if you need to find some firewood or kind of collect some some food or scrounge some, scrounge some food around, that's the person who would kind of want to take care of that. Idea, this is a person who has a rank in the survival skills. Anybody around here capable of doing this? Also negative.
4: I don't have it,
0: it, but I have a decently high perception okay. for survival.
1: Okay. All right. Anybody have a rank in survival? No. 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 I'm pretty sure you're all going to die within the first two days of your journey north, and we're just going to reroll characters. It's going to be great. Uh, so maybe who maybe would like who would day. like to do it? Someone's got to... No,
0: Bruno will do it. Okay.
1: All right. All right. All right. Um, and then finally, uh, the last role is the person who what's called a scout. And so the scout is the person who would kind of go ahead of the group. Uh, And they're going to be looking out for signs of danger. So these are people who are capable of being fairly stealthy uh, to avoid detection of potential wild animals or brigands or highwaymen, stuff like that. Anybody got a skill rank in stealth? Yeah, I'll take on that role. All right, Chovy. Excellent, excellent. So we got Chovy. Now, the rest of you, there's really only three... There's really only ch- three actual roles, but you're able to assist. But you're only able to assist if you actually have a rank in the skill. So if if anybody else has a rank in stealth or a rank in survival or navigation, you definitely want to hop in on that. Anybody at all? Mm-mm. Yeah, that's rough. let just get to go. <laughs> yeah, <hopefully. laughs> what are your skills in? Is everyone just like gambling and <laughs> combat? Ha, ha, ha. Joke's on you. There's not going to be any combat.
3: I've got... Uh... Some rumor and some guile, but rumored totally never not going to help you. Totally not going to help you in the wilderness. Didn't <laughs> help me aunt. on the docks. I <laughs> Can
1: I intimidate the forest? You might be able to. That's true. Like mm-hmm. it's certainly possible. You see a you see a squirrel wander by, and just flex <laughs> a little bit. Emily is just yeah.
3: screaming at the trees.
1: Okay. Uh, all right. So, the, like I said as you as you depart vice Haven luckily fortunately for yourselves the first day of travel is, is relatively easy because you've a you've you've traveled this before um, and B it's mostly path and some of its road as the further out you get away from vice Haven the less cobblestone road you actually have it's mostly just path uh, at a certain point but you're passing by like farmlands uh, people who are trying to set up some sort of homesteads up here. The north side of Vice Haven isn't as fertile as the south side, but there's still people who are trying to do it. Um, and so it's really not too difficult, doesn't really require, I'm not going to actually call for the roll check just yet, uh, simply because there's really no need. You just you just keep the coast on your left uh, and then and go straight, right? Uh, and it isn't until you reach kind of the end of that section of, of homesteaders, maybe Maybe by the maybe by sunset of your first day, like the definitely the heat is wearing on you guys. Uh, not the heat, excuse me. The cold is uh, a wear, wearing on you guys. Like you're feeling this, you're getting the sweats from your hangovers. Uh, some of you are just not feeling it. Chovy gets lost like five or six times in the woods, uh, and in the where are you guys? Gets lost in like a <laughs> cornfield. Just like I don't I don't know where anybody is. Starts wandering in <laughs> the opposite direction. Three days later, uh, you find you find a new Chovey, uh, but. It's a it's a relatively easy pass. but I am going to ask for a toughness test, and which unfortunately all of you uh, all of you are not going to do do so well. So I'm going to ask for it in the morning after you've had. I'm going to be very kind because it's the start of our it's the start of our journey. You're going to take a little you're going to take a little breather, uh, probably on the outskirts of this 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 uh, this farmland where you're going to be able to do a small rest, uh, but it's going to allow you to recover back up to the imperiled state. Okay, so we haven't actually done our camp checks yet, so you can move your your. Your damage condition track, or excuse me, your peril peril threshold track's back up to imperiled. Okay? And on the second day is when stuff's really going to get going. All right? Because I didn't want to just kill you all right off the bat because you all overdrawn. drunk. No, I think that would have been funny. That would have been really funny. Like, now that you've met these characters, they all died of dysentery
0: while trying to cross a river. So was that like a resting and an unsafe kind of thing?
1: Basically. So when you're in, when you're doing like wilderness travel, like if you really want to rest, you do like, there's this thing called make camp and make, and what, how, how high back up you can go on your peril threshold track is dependent upon the survivalist check when they do their roll check. And so if mm. they passed the a roll check, you can get all the way back up to un- unhindered, but if they fail, you can only go so high. So we're going to treat it in that regard. So you can get all the way
0: back up to unparalleled so i have a trait nerves of steel Mm -hmm. when i rest in unsafe my peril can go up to unhindered Mm -hmm. would that apply here
1: yeah sure why not okay i don't really know let's go with it yeah let's go with it sounds good to me (laughs) okay Uh, okay so second day second day comes around and you're waking up you're already feeling better uh days worth of rations hopefully someone's keeping track of rations days where the rations have gone uh, and it's time to really start start pressing forward because there's no more there's no more farmland there's no more clear cobblestone road. Uh, you can see all sorts of these different patches of these copses of trees ahead of you as the like the the distant western fingers of this blood petal forest are are kind of crossing your path. You still have the coast on your left. You know from your research that you can you can keep to the coastline for some time, but at a certain point you have to start bearing northeastern. Um, so. It's not the hardest navigational check, so I'm just going to need uh, who the the guide, which I believe is Sophia. Go ahead and roll a uh, uh, a navigational check for us. So standard.
2: Okay, so navigation is intelligence, so forty-one, and I rolled an eight.
1: Okay, so yeah, you you keep it's it's again it's a fairly simple. It, it's simple it's not too difficult like there's not a clear road at a certain point it stops but you're able to keep like like i said the coast on your left you know that's west and you just kind of keep north for most of the day it's 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 no real problem um so after you've you've broken you've broken your small camp you continue traveling for a bit and choby's kind of off kind of scouting ahead not really notice anything yet the uh the forest itself is is it's not as lush here as it is further to the east. Uh, it's called the blood petal forest because it's leaves have a tendency to turn kind of reddish in a way. Um, so it's just sort of its name. And it's just long sprawling East West forest that, that eventually goes so far East that it wraps around the capital, um, of Occitan. Uh, but where you guys are at, you're just getting like these little thin stretches that you don't really, you know, you don't really see anything anymore. So as you're, as you're moving forward, um, a bit, uh, you're going to notice along the way that there's a variety of uh, there's a variety of very, very small like wilderness animals and stuff that kind of are, are keeping away from you. But there's nothing really too dangerous here. It's still too too close to like civilization, too close to where these homesteads are that you don't really have to worry about it too much. But as you're passing up, you look off to the west, you look down the coast because of the ridge line you're on. And you can see what looks to be like an old shipwreck, and you have flashbacks to one of your earliest PHC jobs. Uh, your Plum Hawk Trading Company jobs, and it just uh, you remember a couple people you might have left behind here and there. Um, but I would say nearing nearing sunset, maybe a couple of hours before sunset, if, as you're on your second day of travel, um, Chovy making sure you're ahead. Chovy notices and kind of calls back, kind of something a little bit strange. You see a body uh, floating out in the water, face down. Um, doesn't seem to be moving. It's a good 40 feet out. Now, again, the ridge you're on is about 100 feet up off the shore, and it's kind of rocky, and the shore itself seems to be in the state of becoming high tide as the water level is kind of getting closer and closer to the to the shore itself, but you see far out in the distance, a good 50 to 60 feet from shore, there's just a body laying in the water. You're, again, you're 100 feet up, but you, can, you have a very clear view. Sun's still out as it's setting to the west, and you can see this body just sort of floating around. Um, is, is, is that a distance well, why don't you get in, and go ahead and give me um give me a standard awareness test to see what you all would you what you can surmise from this ridge line since you're a little bit further ahead than everybody
0: roll a 30 uh awareness 57 so yeah okay so
1: you gotta pass so you notice you notice a handful of things first you notice the body is relatively small doesn't look to be too large. Uh, definitely bigger than you, uh, but that's not saying much. So, But it definitely looks like a, a fairly small person. Isn't moving. Um, you're not sure how long they've been out there, but you also notice something else on the shore. You see a large figure that's in this kind of darkish robe, maybe like a, like a bluish-greenish colored robe, um, seems to be walking along the shore out from behind what looks to be an outcropping of rock and is leading a smaller figure, also in this kind of lighter colored robe, out into the water. Uh, You can can see him just sort of moving this figure out there. Um, As you look closely, you realize it looks to be an adult kind of leading a child uh, out into the water a certain distance. And again, you're about 100 feet up and probably about 200 feet away from where they're at. And at a certain point, you, when you're watching, everybody else kind of catches up at this point to where you've been stationed, like a little bit ahead of everybody, and you kind of point it out.
0: Hey guys, check it out! Uh, there's a body out of the water, and some some guy with a child. I don't, I don't know what they're doing. A the body, like a person, or yeah. yeah, they're just floating out there. Don't you see.
1: So yeah, you pointed Why don't you out. Look at that. Yeah, and as you all are kind of looking and talking, um, you look down and you can see again. You have a very good view. Uh, there's some trees behind you and stuff like that, but it doesn't really interfere with your with your sight. Um, you can see this man kind of raises arms up. This large, the, the, the taller of the figures, kind of raises arms up. You can't really hear from this distance, but you can kind of on the on the on the wind as an occasional coastal breeze comes in. Uh, you can kind of occasionally hear a sound as if somebody's talking in the distance. You can't determine it, um, but seems to be gesticulating fairly, you know, fairly demonstrably with with their arms and after a couple seconds of that just puts a a hand on the head of this this child that's kind of standing in front of him as he as the man resituates the child standing so staying in front so putting you know putting his back their backs are to you now and just shoves the boy under the water as they're about 20 feet out and the tides coming in and just shoves this boy down into the water and you can see the the boy's arms just begin to flail and all sorts of different uh you know like the he's a kind of he basically looks like he's in the process of drowning.
0: Oh, hey, Bruno, we gotta go
4: stop
1: them. We need to stop what this. What the hell? Does Bruno see gonna... a way down close by? Uh, yeah, go ahead and make an awareness test if you want to see. specialty. Nice. Pull mean? over. Pull over. Driving <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: I got 42 for this. Okay. We nice. got a 1. Nice. Okay. Wow. Not a. It's not a success for you, though. A 1 is
1: a critical success. Not for me. Oh, well, oh! Because what? you got what what's it called? Uh, you, you're a henchman. Hirelings' right?
0: dilemma. Yeah, wow.
1: That's a shame, buddy. That's a shame. Um, roll your character.
0: <laughs> oh wait, um, I actually critical fail it. You
1: critically fail it.
0: Yeah. So uh-huh.
1: as you're looking, as you're looking, you you do you 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 see what looks to be a series of of kind of, which you would think are almost like the perfect steps the perfect you know, like the footholds like you could just kind of hop from one to the next going down and so as you as you try to climb down you just start you know you start jumping from one to the next oh this is going to be super easy you slip you fall a little of the way and you're go ahead and you're going to take uh let's make this eight points worth of physical peril as about it's about halfway down you one of those rocks you realize isn't as sturdy as you had hoped you had been, and you're just going to go stumbling down unfortunately it's sand so it really doesn't hurt you too bad you don't really take any damage but it's a yeah it's eight points of physical peril ah show me
0: i'm gonna me. try and climb down
1: yeah so the rest not of that way. the rest of you can go ahead on your way down you can just go ahead and make a trivial athletic chest uh, athletics not chest that's not right athletics test uh, to make your way down Easy.
4: Easy. Trivial is,
1: what is it again? Trivial is uh, plus 30%. Oh, then I'm
4: fine. Yes, fortunately I'm fine. I rolled a 79. Wow. Wow. But uh, I have uh, 42 plus a skill rank, which is 52, plus 30, which is
1: 82. It's next to impossible for you to fail, but you certainly tried. I did. You certainly tried. Anybody fail?
0: Yeah, I got 74, which fails. Okay,
1: anybody else fail?
2: I'm working out the math, but I think I passed
1: okay so if anybody else failed go ahead and take go ahead and take an additional you're gonna take eight points physical peril uh it's like you just kind of stumble on your way down uh and you are rushing a little bit at this point but the rest of you who succeeded you're fine it just takes a couple seconds as you carefully jump from rock to rock um again it's not like you're climbing down a cliff face it's more just like you're trying to hop quickly down leaving by the way leaving the cart and the horse up there where i'm totally going to steal it uh and at this point, you're a, you're a couple hundred feet up the, you know, like a little bit further southward the beach. But you can see him and you start running and chasing. i try and
4: load my uh, crossbow as we run.
1: Okay. So as you start running up, um, you start to curve around. Like, as you get closer and closer to him, you, you start to hear him saying words at this point. And he's, he's saying things like, Floodbringer, judge this boy. Reveal philosophy is one of the worthy. And as you peer around, you notice that there are a series of these these heavy rocks, uh, these large rock outcroppings in between the sand, right? And you're like kind of darting in between them here and there. When you were really raised high on the ridge, they never really interfered with your view. But now that you're level, like you kind of have to like squeeze between them. As you're doing so, you're noticing like there's all these different like etchings and carvings in them, like got these like sea creatures and stuff, like little like like some sort of like some sort of giant fish or shark or dare I say a crocodile, Um, and as you curve around them, you notice that who who you originally thought from your viewpoint that he was alone, but he's not. Standing a little bit further northward up the shore, you can see there's probably about two dozen people that have been gathered around, all of them dressed in sort of the similar clothing that the larger man is, which is this, again, this really hastily dyed bluish green gown of some kind, and the guy's still holding this kid down in the water, and all of the people that are also in that robe, you, you, when you look at them, they seem to, um, they seem to have no concern and like no clear concern. None of them are rushing out. Like there's there's a there's a, a man and a woman who are like weeping and crying right now, and then there's two others that look kind of concerned, like they're nervous, but they're not moving forward, um, but. Yeah, they don't. They they they're just kind of watching this all happen.
0: Go up to the weeping couple. Be like, "What the hell's going on over here?
1: What who 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 are you? Who are you? Um, don't interfere. This is this is not of concern to you." And that's uh, my
0: woman voice, by the way. Oh, we we're just concerned. We were passing by and saw this child being drowned.
1: It is. It is- Please be quiet until the ritual is oh. over.
0: Okay. That's,
3: Emily what is kind of very ritual drunk. Is
1: this? <laughs> You're not. Are you drunk? Did you drink again? N- no. It's been over it's, a day, so like your you know, hangover is warm. She's hungover so really and she's it.
3: cranky and she doesn't <laughs> handle that You're very still hungover well. two days later. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like three days <laughs> in. I'm still hungover. Uh, Emily is just kind of chilling off to the side and she starts yelling at that big guy. And she's okay. like, hey, you. Let go of that kid. What are you doing?
1: And so as you do so, he makes no acknowledgement of you, the guy. Like, he continues to hold the boys. And his arms, the boys' arms are, st- are starting to not flail as fast anymore. They're really starting to slow down as if, you know, things are coming to a close with him. Um, but one of the other adults that were part of that, that small group that, that Bear had already kind of wandered over to um, comes up to you and very demonstrates, You will be quiet right this second. This is no concern of yours very very angry um, a little taller than you human uh, has like these these really crude tattoos like going down his neck and down his arm like you can kind of see underneath this loose this this loose robe um, uh, seems very like, you know kind of kind of tan to the point where like almost reddish is really scraggly beard at a certain point not the greatest dental work uh, either um, but be very quiet now you
3: all right buddy you're not gonna talk to me like that first of all.
1: And so um, at this point, the large guy that was holding the boy down, let's go. And you can see that the the kid's body is just laying there floating now in the water, much like the body that Chovy initially saw way. At this point, when you look out, you see it like a good 50 or 60 feet away. Um, I need, Erwin, can you please make a challenging resolve test for me? So, so let's get this this process down. Like, call it out. What, what your what your you know what your degree of success is going to be, and then and then tell us what your role is.
4: Oh, resolve is willpower. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so my skill is forty one in willpower, and I rolled a twenty five. Okay. Because it's challenging. I'm pretty sure I failed because it's like negative. Challenging
1: is just is just uh, it's just ten percent. So oh, you're oh, still good. okay. So okay. I still get that. All right. So Whew. you guys look over and you watch. Uh, as he as as everyone had like was getting his crossbow ready like running through the sand he just drops his crossbow in the sand and he just gets this faraway look in his eye and he just looks off into the water and just begins to slowly move like into the water itself a couple steps in and he just continues to go meanwhile this boy is just just floating there and You watch as like the tide, as the tide is coming in at this point, the tide just begins to slowly move the boy's body. A minute passes and a second minute passes. And as those two minutes pass and everyone's just kind of holding everybody up, like Emily is getting ready to throw a punch. You see the boy's body just wash up on the shore. And at this point, this this large figure that had been holding him down just drags him the rest of the way, flips him over and just crouches down into the sand next to him and just begins kind of humming to himself and he says great floodbringer is this boy worthy of your protection and kind of leans over and just begins for us which would be the equivalent of CPR just starts like breathing into his mouth and you see him really violently just slamming slamming his fist right down onto his chest to the point you know like 30 seconds go by it's like really hard slams like it's it's definitely if you tried to do this like nowadays, you'd get arrested. But oh after a minute goes by, you see the boy begin to <coughs> kind of cough a little bit, and some of the salt water from the ocean begins to dribble down the side of his mouth. The man then, at that point, as the boy tries to roll over on his side instinctively to sort of shoot the, uh, the kind of the water out, kind of just straddles on top. All the while, you see Irwin just slowly kind yeah, of yeah. Can I go
3: grab Irwin? <laughs>
1: Yeah, so you do, so you you just like just trudge out and you grab him, Erwin, As you were watching this all happen, like your eyes just started to become fixated on this other body that's just sitting, that's just floating out at this point, seventy-five feet out in the ocean. And as you were watching it, you notice that it just it wasn't floating. All of a sudden, suddenly it was just, just, like kind of upright. You can see the shoulders. You can see the head of this of light light haired female shape and we just kind of waving at you for a moment sort of beckoning you into the water and you just slowly begin to move in to the point where you get to about waist high water when Emma just reaches and grabs you and just shakes you out of it
4: I need right. to, to get the body back we need to no
3: you need to get out of the water right now this is some voodoo garbage and you are getting out of the water right now go on the shore go stand next to Chovy not a question
4: All right, then. Uh, But traditionally, you need to bury people who have passed. Okay, well,
3: I'm not sure that's a person anymore, so we're going to leave that be.
1: I should clarify you didn't see any of that. It just looks like a floating body to you. This is just. Erwin was the only one who saw something weird kind of going down. We need to bury.
4: If it's
3: dead, it's not a person anymore. It's a body.
4: (laughs) At sea, when people die, if you do not properly respect them. Bad things can happen.
1: It just keeps floating away. It's so far out at this point. Uh, And as the current is just sort of catching it, and just keeps floating away. And you can hear the boy behind (coughs) and the man sitting over top immediately squats on top of it, almost like sitting on the boy's chest and he says, no, you will not. You will not spit out the water. Let the flood bringer enter into your throat let yourself feel this power course through you very like he said voodoo shit going on um, and so after a moment the boy just kind of sits there and struggling super hard to breathe again not a single person from that couple dozen people off to the side are interrupting any of this there's that, the couple that's standing next to a bear is still weeping, but they don't seem to be paying attention to the boy. They're instead kind of staring off in the distance in the water to where that other body is at this point, roughly, maybe 85, 90 feet out into the ocean.
0: Game Master. just joking. Okay. Joking. Can I, uh, can Bruna go walk over to someone in the group? Sure. Yeah. And, uh, we go ahead and ask one of them, uh,
1: what's going on guys? So um keeping yourself maybe a, to to a different different member other than Bear or somebody else um they they say it is a rite of passage please do not interfere we had two who were who were being tested today we have lost one but fortunately the floodbringer has brought one back to us and so as this is all going down as you're kind of drag as emily is sort of dragging erwin begrudgingly back you know up the shore and erwin's trying to convince like no we need to go get that body you see the boy on the ground his eyes open up at this point and he begins to slowly regulate his breathing you see the water that's kind of dribbling down begin to sort of dry off or maybe he's kind of swallowing it back in this really hideous kind of Ugh. and then the big man that is, that is straddling on top of them leans down grabs the boy by the head and then uses his fingers to, to open up the eyes even further like by the the eyelid just pulling them up and pulling the cheeks down and he says right into the boy's eyes again not, not even acknowledging that any of you are nearby he says to the boy like, Solo will fill your heart at death but until then rejoice young Alexander Kidner." For the Floodbringer has blessed you. His tides have returned you to the safety of the shores. Seawater courses within you, alongside the blood in your veins. You are marked, accepted, and may freely enter and leave the salted sea over which the Floodbringer governs, beneath which haunts the great Leviathan go now. Be received by your family and welcomed as a full member of this community. And so as he says that, he kind of steps off, stands up. Little boy steps up and immediately runs towards one of the couple that was was watching, was like really concerned but it wasn't the crying couple that Barrow went up to. And then Mm -hmm. the large man turns and faces the rest of the community and he says, my friend's we have been shown this day both the great mercy of our God, but also reminded that His gifts and blessings require endless sacrifice in devotion. Do not falter in your faith, do not weep for young Christina, who has been returned to the sea. Welcome instead, young Alexander. For he has strengthened our people. At that point, everyone kind of like bursts into applause, rejoicing. People start crowding around, like pushing past where Bear and Bruno were standing to just start like going over to the boy and like clapping him on the shoulder. And even the boy is like smiling and happy. Even the people who were crying, like that other couple that was crying, most likely just lost their daughter is they're kind of wiping away their tears at this point. You see these begrudging kind of smiles with these attaboy pats on people's back and everyone seems quite happy.
0: Zophia, what just happened? Have you seen anything like that before? I,
2: I try to generally separate myself from religious type experiences but this seems to be part of this group's rituals and
3: I
0: think More it's like a some weird stuff,
1: and Get so as you all are talking, like, and you're talking right in clear earshot of everyone, the large man starts wandering, like up to like where you all are scattered, and just says, "You who would interfere with our practices, you who would judge us for how we behave, you are not welcome
0: here. You we would go." But don't worry, I'll be leaving swiftly. I'll we'll go pick up everyone's crossbow and head over to short to hand it to him. Okay. Is anybody else doing anything? Sophia will
2: engage him in, in conversation. Yeah, felt like so in combat. Little... <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're
1: okay. no. a little outnumbered, but okay. No. Sure, what do you um, want
2: to say? So, um, while I make no attempt to hide my lack of engagement with any such practice. Uh, My curiosity still is piqued to wonder what the um, purpose of this experience was for these families in your group.
1: This is initiation. It is the demonstration of the movement from childhood to adulthood. This young boy, this Alexander, has been given to the sea for judgment. The floodbringer has judged him to be worthy, and the tides have returned him to us stronger now, capable. Sadly, Christina was not as... Successful in her, in her attempts to become Lord.
2: So, when you normally do this, does the Floodbringer generally bring these children back to you, or is it half and half? It, it is seem-
1: the will of the yeah to make this decision. We bring the children to the sea. If the tides bring them back, they were meant to be part of the community. If the tides take them away, then the great Leviathan of the waters will do with them as they please.
2: So does the tide take most of them away?
1: I don't have any We do not keep track of numbers over time, but some, some are taken, some are not. It is the way of life. Some live, some die.
0: Who are you guys?
1: We are just people. We are no one of consequence. We, we are, we have no title or name. We are, our village is up the the shore, but not for your Insolence in your rudeness, perhaps we would have invited you, but clearly you have judged us before even knowing us. I imagine you all have your own practices that we would find most strange and most unsettling, like dogs barking. <laughs> they unsettle.
2: We. It was quite unnerving for us to be just traveling down a path and seeing what appeared to be a dead body floating in the water. Mm -hmm.
1: It is customary, perhaps, to make inquiries before you rush to judgment about what you see. You might question what our practices are, but we wish to be left in isolation here, and we... will not interfere with your ways if yours do not interfere with ours. The Floodbringer will judge us worthy or not in the end, and we will not subject ourselves to your judgment.
2: That is understood. It was a very difficult sight to observe for many of us who had not seen such a thing before, but generally I think we can leave this be and Move on our way unless anyone else had any other points for discussion.
0: They can do what they want to do. Uh, we better head back to the cart. We're, we left it hundreds ended.
3: Oops. Um, Emily does walk up to that guy and she does ask him as she goes, "You know, we're sorry for the interruption. Um, my name is Emily. Um, do you perhaps any have any idea of?" what was making uh, my friend here act weird and start walking into the water.
1: And so you point over at Erwin. He just sort of looks over at Erwin and kind of peculiarly takes a look at him. I do not know this man. I cannot pretend to understand what runs through his eyes and through his mind. Perhaps, perhaps the Floodbringer speaks to him In ways that are more cryptic than the rest of you are capable of understanding.
3: Mm. Well, I appreciate your input. Uh, We'll we'll leave you guys be. Sorry again for the interruption. Mm.
1: Good day. And so it's sunset. The sun's kind of going down, and so he begins to head back. Uh, Everyone kind of follows along as if it's like their flock at this point um uh, and you all can return to your uh to your carts uh i'm going to sign a couple points of corruption here uh so essentially i'm going to give everyone straight up 3 points of corruption uh, except for old Irwin uh you're good uh you guys did just watch a dude attempt to murder a, ba- uh, a child uh and and yeah so anyway that's fine so you know, it,
3: it was a christening
1: yeah, it was it was yeah, gone just a wee bit extreme, right?
0: Jeff, we accept all religions here.
1: Do you? That's cool. That's cool. All right.
0: Maybe uh, those guys should get like a sign or a, <laughs> maybe a tent. Jeff, does that guy <laughs> get Put it over the water. Does that guy get corruption for killing someone? Attempting. To yeah, kill but them? I think he might like it though. Oh, okay. He might be okay with it. He's into it. He
1: might I be gotcha. pretty cool with that corruption. So, uh, all right. So you guys wander back a little bit worse for Are any you anything going through your mind right now? I'm just
4: kind of. I take the crossbow back from Bear, and I just kind of stare at the ground as I walk back, and we climb back up, and I'm just thinking to myself about things in the past, and perhaps something that I just saw, not quite understanding. Sure, sure.
1: Yeah, very quiet. Kind of climbing back up the ridge, getting back uh, back to your horse, getting back to your cart. Taking a quick gander, everything seems to be in order. It doesn't seem to be as if any of them had moved past you, but they probably didn't even know that you had it here. But you you pack up your you pack up your things again, you kind of get into your positions and begin your trek. At this point as you as you continue northward along the coast, you look off to the west and you can see that there is kind of like a little semi-coastal village going on. You see some some shacks kind of built out into the water, like these ramshackle docks, uh you can see from uh, from this this higher vantage point that there is a fairly large bonfire going on in the middle of the uh, of the actual beach there seems to be celebration like you can hear like music wafting in from the east as uh, like each cold coastal breeze comes in your direction um, but looking down like yeah. from what you could tell I mean there's no way. There's no way, looking down, you would have imagined a child was just kind of killed recently and another child was nearly killed, as everyone seemed to be very jubilant. Um, um, but you move on. Um, you travel another you know, half an hour to an hour before the sun fully goes down to the west, and you realize that it's time to start heading in a more easternly direction as the coast begins to, to sort of curve around, instead of just going northward now, it's starting to curve westward. And the more and more westward you follow it, the further away you're going from your destination. You need to go more to like a northeasterly direction. And so you start curving off uh, to the northeast. Um, now, what I'm going to go ahead and do is I'm going to ask for, for toughness tests at this point as you've been traveling for a couple of days. So if everyone can just uh, let's go ahead and give me a standard toughness test. Let's see how things go. Ooh. Crit success. 44. Nice. Very nice.
4: I have a oh, uh, total of 42 for toughness, and I rolled a 29.
1: Okay.
3: I'm looking for a 55, and I rolled an 81.
1: Okay. All right, that's that's a fail. Anybody else fail? Yeah, I rolled a forty-three. But I needed a forty-one. You know, you don't forget that we've got those fortune points if you wanted them. Uh, I will call. use
0: one. Bruno does not like his roll. Okay,
1: so just pop him over. In my over. Thank you, Erwin. Bruno <laughs> is very regretful. <laughs> 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 is it a crit fail this time? Oh man! Two in a roll. Oh, buddy, that's no good. Sofia also failed. Okay. All right. So those of you who failed. Uh, you're going to go ahead and take some, uh, ah, that's a really crappy roll. Uh, you're going to take eight points of peril. Um, as just, even though the first half of the journey has been not too difficult, like the first day was quite easy. The second day, uh, was a little bit more challenging as the. The, the the actual farmland gave way to slightly more rocky terrain. The further and further northward you go, the closer and closer you get to the foothills of the mountains, which means it's the elevations kind of going up. Even the horse itself needs some time. Um, so you all kind of crash out for the night. You don't really make too, I imagine you probably don't want to make a, a huge camp or anything yet, um, but you probably just crash out for the night. Um, and when the morning comes, it's a little bit colder, a little bit breezier, uh you wake up and uh you start kind of maneuvering around i need the survival who's the who's the survivalist again
0: the guy's been rolling dimes all night okay, go ahead and make <laughs> your standards. bruno has just got this guy's Say a third time's a charm
1: dimes are good third right? time is not a charm <laughs> oh. okay. okay so again uh if in terms of trying to recover any sort of peril like we're not we're not doing that yet because you're not actually making camp but that's good to know for later and then um Chovy, why don't you go ahead and give me your first stealth check as you're starting to cross a little bit more into open open land at this point and there's it's a little bit more wild at this
0: point. Oh, it's that's a crit fail 99. <laughs> oh, boy. It's a 96, bro. Oh, uh, I read it as a 9. It's yeah. still a fail. It's very common. Uh, okay. okay. Again, if
1: you want to, you can reroll it since it's not a crit. It's your call. That's true. I'm going to re-roll, yeah. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. Keep giving me those. I like getting these before combat happens. So I can use all Ooh. of them in combat. Oh, I got
0: six this time. You
1: got a six, okay. Uh, so yeah, you you know, as you start traveling eastward, you do notice that there is a, a greater dearth of people. You don't really see any clear settlements at this point as you start traveling east to northeast. Uh, uh, as you're staying a little bit ahead of everybody, not so far ahead of everyone that you can't come back and tell, but you know, tell them what's going on. Um, a handful... A handful of like these wild, cre- you know, wild animals and stuff. Sounds here and there. You hear like a howling, etc. Nothing, but nothing that kind of concerns you. It seems to be a relatively simple stretch. Um, and the day passes pretty uneventfully. Uh, you're able to to kind of make it across this this land, this kind of heartland here. You see the the, the foothills begin uh, begin to grow. Uh, elevation kind of goes a little bit higher. And by the end of the next day, you can kind of hear. Uh, the sounds of what appear to be kind of a body celebration happening up over a rise you can kind of hear the sounds of music while you know coming down this the sun's going down to the west uh, you can hear the sounds of string instruments you can hear sounds of uh, you know of, of people kind of kind of laughing and singing and stuff like that you see fires up on the ridgeline uh, that's allowing you to you kind know, of see the contours that you have to follow as like a small path weaves up around it uh, and when you've and you've curved around upwards, you seem to have come to the western sides of one of the peaks of the Saw Mountains, right? And you can see that you have reached this unnamed mining camp. You see a little sign, uh, like a little wooden sign with like an etched into it, just like a, like a hammer and a pick, nothing particularly fancy. Um, and you can see there's all sorts of people that have been scattered about uh, in like these different places, kind of drinking, laughing, you know, singing. Uh, playing various games and when they you know when some of them see you come up they few are apprehensive others who have probably drank a little bit more are a little bit more uh, a little bit more happy to see you Um, but it doesn't seem to be like a full-on town there's no buildings you know as you look around it's a lot of like lean-to's like these hastily built uh, built buildings you see um, there's a handful of fires that are going so there's some light in the camp Um, there's Gotta be at least fifty people here, you would say, somewhere in that range. Uh mixtures of humans and dwarves and, and gnomes, a couple big ogres kind of lumbering about. Um so is there anything you guys wanna do? Jeffrey? Yes. Not sir.
0: to divert the current situation. Yeah. Um I crit failed that toughness test. Is that yeah. Anything special? We'll
1: talk about that later. Oh, okay. Okay. So stop
0: <laughs> <joking>. <laughs> no, you're all good. You're all good for now okay i'll just wave someone down like hey ahoy well, what's going on over here It's a little party okay festival
1: so um a man wanders over he's got this this great big bushy beard and he just says no it's just tuesday it's just, just, just tuesday Um passing through new workers
0: I'm passing through i
1: don't 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 get many people passing through but um if you're friendly and you've got a bit of coin, welcome to share the fire. Share the
0: come on, come on in.
1: And he kind of looks up at you because you're quite tall, and yeah. he's not. Uh, you're you're, six you're foot sure two. you're
0: not looking for work. I mean, we <laughs> could find a person of your stature. Uh, currently on a job, but might take you up for that later.
1: So, yeah, he just ushers you. You know, like kind a of, business card? No. <laughs> no, he's like, just uh, resume and three references, please. <laughs> um, but he, uh, he kind of claps you on the back and leads you a little bit further inward. And he just starts pointing around like, so over there we've got some food. Uh, if you uh, either you've got something to try, we'll take it. If you have got a couple of rations or some, found some scavenge out in the woods, we'll take it too. We'll gladly give you a small bow. Over there we've got handful of games he just starts of points out you see this group of people that are like rolling dice and things like that and you see others that are like tossing horseshoes and all oh, wow. sorts of things going on and just yeah it's just um work hard play hard right it's it's the phrase Words to live it? by. Right, it's certainly, what's your name uh bear bear no. nice to meet you nice the pleasure to... of getting yours uh, i'm Udi. Udi. yeah Udy. Uh, fine name it's yeah, i think it is uh, i hope it's very kind um but, yeah, take a load off, you know. Um, you're yeah, friends of the crown, friends friends of us. It's too dark out there for you to be camping anywhere further further away. So True I'm enough. Just...
0: Safety and numbers and all that. Yeah, you got that right. Got that right. So, uh, But, yeah, and uh, anybody? Yeah. You guys uh, want to camp up here? Seems like a nice little place. Change of pace.
1: Yeah, so this is one of those situations where if you wanted to camp here, you really wouldn't have to worry about any of the negative effects because this seems to be a fairly friendly place, unless you're incredibly distrustful of these people.
3: What time of day is it? I mean,
1: they're not murdering kids, but, you know, whatever. Uh, no, it's it's nighttime. It's it's it's, it's evening. We can yeah. change that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> can we see any you guys, <laughs> guys see this, this coastal town like a day of the west? They're freaking crazy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jim. You're talking about Jim. Yeah, yeah, he's crazy. He just loves killing the kids um but no uh yeah so you you look around and it's it's getting dark it's it's you know if you you can push on if you like um but at this point you're starting to go up a little bit further higher into the mountains themselves so it's the 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 terrain's gonna be a little bit harder a little bit more treacherous and so it's probably not the best place to, to travel in the night
4: i'm going to uh find uh a place where i could perhaps get a drink okay
1: okay okay uh, so yeah, there's uh, as you wander around, there are these makeshift stills. Uh, there's not like f- there's some moonshine basically being made here. It's pretty hard, hard booze. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. And it's uh, ask uh, how much for someone. There. And they just kind of hold out a bucket and they ring, you know, they, they ring it and you just hear like coins tinkling in it and like they don't even say you know how much and they just sort of expect you yeah. know. Sort of like just throw something in, whatever you've, whatever you feel.
0: Like a tip jar kind of thing. A little bit, yeah,
1: a little bit. So, uh, but yeah, you can go ahead if you if you like. Uh, it's a, it's gonna, it's some heavy. You ever drink moonshine in real life? Yeah, it's 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 rough, buddy. Uh, but go ahead and you can make your toughness test if you're gonna drink for an hour. And again, you can always let yourself. You can always choose to fail this if you just want to become intoxicated. You can totally do that, or you can roll your toughness test to see how long you, how long you, how long you last. Um, there's a couple things going on here and there. There's a couple games. There's a couple people talking. So you guys are going to do whatever you like right now. Yeah, let's kick it for the night. I'll just jump in some games that are going on. Okay.
2: Sophia will join.
1: Okay, so there's so there's two things that seems to be of the most interest to people. There's a lot of little dice poker going on. And then there's all these, there's like this little uh, like horseshoe, uh, like horseshoe tournament that's happening. Like People are playing horseshoes um, with... We were getting the you're getting the sense that this seems to be some kind of mining outfit. When you look off to the you know, a little bit further to the east, you get to the east side of camp, you can see that there's a there's a path that kind of leads upwards to the mountain itself and um, all the people here like you know like kind of cover their faces are like covered in soot and whatnot. So these are definitely hard workers and there's all sorts of mining equipment here and there. Um, so yeah, there's people like chucking horseshoes, there's people playing dice. Um, is there anything in particular you're looking to do?
0: Yeah, I'll chuck some horseshoes. Okay.
1: So it takes uh, so it takes two people. Uh, so like basically, it's a two two person team. So you need a second person.
0: Oh, perfect. Sylvia. So I'm all for it. Okay, Cool, cool, cool. Little so- ones are going for it. Little ones. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> that's so rude. Uh, okay, so you wander over and. Um, gonna kind of wait for a little bit it's like kind of when you're waiting on the playground for like the basketball team to finish so like you like i got next that type of thing going on but eventually it's your turn uh so the way this this game is played it's my own little design uh so the way this game is played it's two teams two uh and so what happened you ever played horseshoes yeah okay so there's two teams of two and one person from each team is at each post and so you kind of split up and so sophia you head to the north side jovi you head to the south side you split up and you're, you're being partnered up with these two dwarves, these, these kind of big hefty looking rosy cheek women um, who are just kind of staring you all down uh, a little bit taller than you. And they're like, oh, little one's coming for a bit of the rough and tumble, right? And uh, and so they kind of go off and there's a couple things you're going to need to do. First of all, you need to uh, decide what you're playing for, like what, you know, if you have a bet money-wise. Um, generally speaking, you want to you want to consider your your social class, right? So, like if you're if you're lowborn, you're not really throwing silver out, right? You're just probably throwing a couple brass. And then if you're you know if you're burger, you're probably throwing maybe a silver or two, stuff like that. So I got
0: a handful of brass right here. Okay,
1: so how much you want to bet? Uh, let's do five. All right, you adding anything to this, Sophia?
2: Yes, I will also add. Time.
1: Okay. so it is, All right. And so they'll match it. So there's there's going to be 20 brass pennies in the kitty. And the next thing you have to decide upon is what do you want to play to? And it's basically intervals of five. Uh, pretty common is like 15 or 20 or so. Um, so around 15 is usually kind of a good number.
0: Okay. 15 is fine then.
1: Okay. The next thing is you have to calculate your distance because you're going to be throwing horseshoes. Which was going to require you to figure out like how well or how far can you kind of comfortably throw them in an accurate way? So, uh, your distance is going to be equal to two plus your perception bonus.
0: This has nothing to do with like range attack or anything like that.
1: No, 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 okay. no, no, no. So These are going to be gamble rolls, actually. Six. Okay. Okay. So just just write that down so you remember.
0: Okay, mine's seven.
1: Okay, so six for Zofia and we got seven for Chovy. All right. Uh, okay, so the way it works is that there's a, it's, it's a series of rounds, and um, each side goes and they throw three horseshoes and they try to get you know as close to the the post as possible. So I'm going to require three gamble check, uh, three gambling tests, and each of those tests are going to be uh, they're going to be based upon like your pers- like what your distance is. Is going to determine it's going to kind of affect the difficulty, and so if it's your if it's your turn if it's your side's turn to throw, the other side gets to choose whether they want to try to to like taunt or distract the other team or encourage uh, their their partner. So um, go ahead and both you just go go ahead and roll a straight up d one hundred. Let me know who's got the higher.
0: 63. 65. Wow, look at that. Okay,
1: so uh, so <laughs> Chovy's gonna go ahead and start going. So Chovy will be the first to throw, which means uh, which means Sophia, you can either choose to try to like taunt or distract the opponent, or you can choose to try to encourage your teammate. What do you want to do?
2: I'm going to encourage my teammate. Okay,
1: that's okay. <laughs> oh, so terrible. All right, all right. So uh, this so if you're if you're trying to encourage, it's pretty simple. Um, all you're going to be doing is rolling a leadership test. It is a standard test. So a standard leadership test.
2: I don't have any skill ranks in leadership. I can do it anyway.
1: Uh, if it's if you're is it is it a special skill? Yes. yes. Okay, so it's flip the fail for you. Oh boy. Oh boy.
2: So it would have been a seventy six.
1: Okay. So it's a, so seventy six is the worst. So when you flip the fail you take the worst of the two. Okay. So it's so it is a seventy six, because flipping it would have been sixty seven. What, what was, type
2: of test was it? It
1: was leadership. Leadership. Yeah, it was the standard leadership test
2: 43.
1: okay so that's a fail it's a fail so what is it that you tried to say to old uh, to old chovy over there
2: I'm gonna say come on chovy you can do yeah, it put I a little it. power to it <laughs> uh, all right <laughs> right
1: okay all right and so the, motivation. the other the other woman <laughs> the other the other dwarf that's that's standing next to Sophia kind of looks over at her like what, what? sorry <laughs> <laughs> And so, instead, she's going to try to taunt you. And she's going to say, um, Are you sure you can lift them? Right? Little one like you, we might have some children's horseshoes you can throw instead. And so, I'll go ahead and see how that goes. That's a that's like a 17. Uh, so, yeah, that'll, that'll be a pass. Ooh. So, now, what's going to happen is... So, when you... When, like, someone passes, like, the taunt test, it basically increases the difficulty. But also, if you, like, you fail at your leadership, it also uh, makes it so that the... That the... um, What's it called? Uh, The difficulty of your... uh, of your opponent's test is actually even easier. So when she goes to throw, and the teammate, on the other teammate's going to throw. So go ahead, and so at this point, since what, your distance was seven, right? Yes. So you get a standard test, but because you were taunted uh, effectively, so uh, it's actually going to increase it to challenging. So it's a gamble test. Okay. It's a challenging gamble test.
0: So that's minus ten. I'll be twenty nine.
1: Okay. Twenty nine. Good on, buddy. Ninety one. Ninety one. Ninety one. So your first one. Just goes sailing wide, nearly hits Zofia right in the head. So you get a second one. You get three horseshoes.
0: Okay. Four,
1: four. Okay. So the next one, you see it land really, really close to the post itself. Doesn't ring around it, but it's it's pretty damn close. And Emily, your third. Uh, forty-three. Let's fail. Okay, so you got one close, and then she's going to go as well. Uh, she has standard. She has standard here. Uh, that's a fail. Uh, that's a success, and that's a success. She so gets two successes, and you get one success, which means they get a point because uh, the Ooh. two, the, the your success and her success cancel out, and then the one remaining uh, they get. So they're up to one. Now we switch to the other side. Do you want to try to encourage? No, I'm gonna taunt. Okay, all right. So, uh, so you can choose. You can kind of choose whatever you like. You can choose if you want to try to do like intimidation, or if you want to try to use a guile test, it's fine. Or if you want to like flirt with them, you can try to do charm. It's up to you. You tell me what you do. Uh, I'll do guile. Okay. Okay. What does guile even mean? Uh, so guile is essentially, yeah. <laughs> what? It's Guili. Sonic uh, Boom. It's gwily. Yeah. Sonic Boom. Uh, so so guile is is your ability to kind of uh, kind of lie or misdirect and kind of do all the negative. It's like it's like skullduggery, like where you do all like the thievy bad stuff. And so it's like lying and, and like you know, misdirecting with words and stuff like that.
0: Okay, I'll just say, hey, you better toss a bit further. It's, it looks further than it is. Okay. <laughs> That's
1: a good one, buddy. You got him. You got she right now is crying. Go ahead and roll. Go ahead and roll your t 100 So it's a standard content. Okay, I need a forty-five. Okay, Ooh, 57. That's another fail. Okay, all right. Oh, yeah. So then, uh, so I think she'll also just go ahead and, and taunt Sophia. They're just—they're taking your money, people. Uh, actually, she nope—that's a—that's a success with a seven. So she looks over to Sophia and she says, "I hope you throw better than you taunt. I had a baby once, couldn't speak, made me a bit more intimidated than you." Uh, and so. What is your distance with your distance to six? So you also have standard difficulty, but because of the successful taunt, it is increased now to challenging. So we have a challenging a th- challenging throw.
2: Okay, so for Maybe we
1: should play to ten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Gamble, I'm looking for a forty one. Okay. That's a 79.
1: Okay, so yours again goes on. And you're welcome again. If you want to go ahead and use those fortune points on this game, there's money on the line. Yeah, you guys are losing money. <laughs> All right, so do, oh, two more. It's, it's just crit fail is Okay, I crit fail. Yeah, that's fine. And the, the horseshoe goes sailing, so you have to go chase it down.
2: And a 63. Okay,
1: so three fails. Three fails. And the critical fail as well. And so then she's going to try as well. Fortunately, her distance is really bad, so these are also challenging for her. Uh, that is a success. That is another success with a twenty-nine, and finally, that's a fail. So she's got two two successes, and so they're up now to three to your zero. All right. So then, Sophia, you're down three nothing. Uh, we're gonna play to ten because otherwise, we don't. <laughs> uh, we, I don't think we can afford this kind of hosting fee for our podcast podcasters. Uh, so go ahead and choose again. Do you want to try to encourage? Chovy or do you want to try to taunt the other person
2: going to try to taunt
1: okay do you have guile or charm or intimidation any of those three
2: I do not have guile I do not have charm
4: intimidates under brawn yeah it's under brawn thank you no
1: okay, okay. so so any of those so they're and I do if I recall correctly none of them are special uh, so you can go ahead and pick whatever you like based upon what you're saying. So what do you say to them? And then we, based upon what you say, we can determine what's skill lane or vice versa. I'm going to go guile. Okay.
2: And I'm going to say...
1: You know, okay.
2: Kind of sidle up and just say, like, this is just what we do. We come in we act like we don't know what we're doing. We kind of lull our opponents, but just wait. Like, okay. this is going to be amazing.
1: Okay, sounds good. All right, go ahead and roll a standard goptons. You guys
0: are sandbagging. So she's down. Lower imminent. Losing it on purpose.
2: Needed a 43 or roll the 38? Okay,
1: so that's a success. Excellent, which means their difficulty goes up, uh, and then you also have a standard. So you have standard tests. So roll, okay. your, so roll your three standard. Here we go. Tests.
0: 84 fail. Okay. 45 fail. Wow. Ninety-eight fail. Okay. Oh,
4: no. Right.
1: Uh, on the bright side, our difficulty is up. First one's a fail. Second one's in the nineties. That's a fail. And then third one's in the eighties. That's a fail. So none of these missed. This is gonna take a while. <laughs> played a five. So we might just first play it a five. Uh, so yeah, first one to get a ringer. Uh, and so then yeah, this is played a five. Uh, so then uh then so you're down three nothing. So it's your turn. Do you want to try to try to encourage old uh, old Sophia, or do you want to try to taunt? I'm um, on again. Okay. What are you gonna say?
0: You know, it's just a hustle. Uh, how about you? We double our bets.
2: Oh no.
1: Okay. They will double the bet. They, <laughs> no. they will go freely. Absolutely. So now there's Sophia
2: looks at, points, at with a horror Forty
1: brass, two brass. points, and you're like, oh, you're you down three this. nothing. Uh, and you're uh, you're doubling the bets, and there's now f- there's now twenty from each of you, or twenty from each side that is. Okay, so go ahead and roll. Uh, roll it. Uh, well, you would roll your, your guile test to increase her, increase her difficulty. All right. Like a, the uh,
0: crit fail. Okay.
1: Okay. No. So basically, what that what that does is it is actually makes her her throw even easier. It actually makes it two steps easier. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's probably gonna wipe you out this time. Uh, so go ahead and roll your three, your three gamble test, Stan
2: fail 67 that is a success 26 that is a fail 95
1: okay she's gonna roll here 46 that's a pass or that's a success 90 something that's a fail oh sorry nine that's a success and finally 89 that's a fail so she gets two successes and you get one so again they're gonna cancel out your success and they're up to four points to your zero this is probably this is it right, here. right this is, here. This is it. This is where we come back, yes. right? This is where we come back. So, Zofia, probably the last round here, you're going to lose some some brass, some brass pennies. So, what do you what are you going to do?
2: I'm going to look at Chovy.
0: <laughs> Charm him?
2: <laughs> I think that's only an option the other way.
0: Can't intimidate uh, Chovy
4: not to uh I'll allow it, sure. not to like derail how difficult was my toughness test for the moonshine oh for the moonshine yeah.
1: it is hang on, uh it is hard
4: hard which is how much negative 20 so
1: i've failed that then i believe okay all right so yeah. you're
4: i was gonna i was gonna come over drunk but then I was, I'm, in, I'm incapacitated now
1: so you're like, oh already It
4: I just takes one for me to fail
1: well, no. Failing, failing an intoxication test, all it does is make you intoxicated. Becoming incapacitated is if you critically fail it, or if you take so much peril. Oh, well, you have to do peril. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Settle down. Settle down, buddy.
2: <laughs> so, does that mean you wander over drunk then?
1: Yeah, that, that, that was oh, the idea. Uh, so that's fourteen points of peril.
4: Oh yeah. Bye, <laughs> bye, everybody. I'm okay, ca- I'm incapacitated I'll, now. <laughs> okay, Emily's okay. just dragging him over <laughs> Throws him
1: over the shoulder. Yes. Wanders over. Oh. Okay, so while the rest of you are watching this this travesty of money going away. Some uh embarrassment. Yeah, absolute embarrassment.
2: So Sophia is going to say to Chovy There is a lot of money on the line, but there is no one else that I believe would be able to succeed for us. So, you got it.
1: Okay. All right. Bruno <laughs> walks away after hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> takes so the car the and leaves. Like I'm going to go back to the go back to that last village. That was way better. Um, at least you didn't lose money. Uh, so go ahead and roll your test.
0: Yeah, they are. No,
1: no, she's got to roll to see Oh, if she's... she's oh, this.
0: she's rolling. Only- and what Does
2: are I rolling she for him?
1: You? Uh, so like, you're just trying to encourage him, so it's just a leadership test.
0: Oh, that's right. Flip to fail. Yeah.
1: Nice.
2: That's a fail, no matter what you do with it. Okay. It's a 90.
1: All right, go ahead. So it's just your standard your standard difficulty.
0: A six, that's a pass. That's a pass, that's a pass, that's a pass. There we go. A seventeen—that's a pass. That's Ooh. two. Wow! Look at this. Eleven crit success. Crit Ooh. success. <laughs> Let's go. Is a ringer, <laughs>
1: which is three points, and so she's gonna get three rolls. Okay, so here we go. If
0: she misses all of them, you take the pot. Okay, first
1: one is a fail. Second, second's a five, so it's a pass, and then third. It's in the 60s, so that's a fail as well. So she gets one, which cancels out one of your other successes. So you get four points on that. That's what I'm talking about. You get four points. It is now four to four. See, this is is how the game was meant to be played right there.
2: Sophia's going to yell over to Bruno. By the way, he got all of them. You should come back.
1: Good (laughs) job.
0: No, 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 no! You're just
1: like not what, what I heard Okay, so uh, it's four-four, and honestly, like the next point seems like it's gonna win at this point. So, is there something you want to try to en- you want to try to encourage or You want to try to taunt the other woman who's going? Who's they're starting to look a little nervous
0: too. They're
1: like, oh crap! I'm a
0: of- uh, just a little taunt. A little- okay. Hey, I told you. <laughs> Make keep this close. I feel really taunted. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I
1: feel Thank so incredibly taunted. You. Yeah. She, she just falls down incapacitated, <laughs> crying from fear. Uh, so go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead and roll an Intimidation Test. Jeez. Okay. I
0: need a 41.
1: Okay. So oh, I crit failed it. You crit failed. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> actually. Works with it. And so she just starts laughing. And that makes sense considering what you said. So she just starts laughing at you and it makes it even easier for her to toss. All right. So make your three your three tests, Sophia. So fail eighty nine.
2: Okay. Let's say success twenty seven. There you go. Okay, mm. on the board. And a success twenty three. That's
1: two. Yay. Wow. Fortunately, you're making this test for <laughs> her is <laughs> actually easy. So all right. So basically, I need. Uh, what do I need? I need three. I can count. count. I need. I need sixty-five or under. <gasps> That's a crit fail with a ninety-nine. Ooh. Is
4: that Ooh. minus seven? It's a
1: ninety-nine. No. Oh. Next one is also a fail. Crit, <gasps> crit fail increases the difficulty. <gasps> next And that is a nine on the last, okay. which is a success. So it cancels out one of your successes, but because you've had two successes, nice. you hit five, and you all win. Woo. The uh, the first round of horseshoes uh, playtesting right now live on the screen. Uh, so that's, yeah, so you all win a total of 40 brass pennies. So nice, we'll good. just split it. Okay. Dang. Good deal, good deal, good deal. in hustlers. Okay. <laughs> <30 points>. okay. <laughs> good so, game, guys. So, Bruno, Bear, Emily, is there anything that you all were looking to do tonight before, uh, before you kind of crash?
0: I'm going to take inventory of what we have in our cart. Okay. All right. And I'll count in the morning. Okay.
3: Yeah, and I'm just trying of to- check in Erwin because he was being weird in the water and I'm like mother him even though he's passed out right now
1: yeah yeah so um, he's completely and utterly knocked out uh, but you all as the night progresses uh, make your way over to various spots available at some campfires settle in take some rest and you all can go ahead and actually move your peril condition track up as you'll sleep through the night in a relatively safe place and you can get your peril condition tracks all the way back to Unhindered. Beautiful. And when morning comes, it is much colder. Bruno has spent some time kind of inventorying what you had. Looking at this, you have about five days' worth of rations left. Uh, fortunately, making this little stop here kind of helped help with that a little bit. Um, you also know that there's a couple other little odds and ends. You have like a little, little kitty of... of of cash like a little with that uh, that you were given by walter to, to help maybe loosen some tongues with where you're going um but aside from that you know, after saying some goodbyes to your new friends and your new uh, horseshoe competitors uh you begin to trek up into the foothills a little bit higher as your journey gets a little bit more difficult now Hey, everybody, it's Jeff here. just want to say a quick thank you for sticking through Episode 2 of the Avengers and the Legging Podcast. Uh, episode 3 is available right now, same place you found, Episodes 1 and 2. So please go ahead and take a look at that one. Give it a download. Give it a listen. Uh, and if you would be so kind, head up on one of your your podcast apps, uh, whether it's uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, whatever it might be. Uh, maybe give us a subscribe, maybe give us a like, maybe give us a review, anything like that to increase visibility in signal boosting. If you got any feedback for us, something that we would like to, you'd like us to do better, something you'd like to see more of or less of, uh, go ahead and find us on our website, thelollygaggers.com, or hit me up on Twitter at lollygaggerco. That's L-O-L-L-Y-G-A-G-G-E-R-C-O. You can also email me at Jeff at lollygaggerco.com. And that's all I'm going to do for today because I promise these are going to be short. We got a little treat for you at the end regarding Erwin Ganser. So keep listening.
0: Coda. An alienist's notes regarding young Erwin Ganser.
1: Attending Alienist Sigmar Elignem. Subject, Erwin Ganser, age seven, mother Nadine deceased, father Alphonse and Aunt Frida primary caregivers. Two siblings, older sister Judith, younger sister Silly. Session one. Subject appears in relative good health and is not wholly unresponsive to questions. Evasive about mother, direct about father, suitably warm about his aunt Frida. Often maintains eye contact except when pressed about the drowning incident, with which he seems reticent to elaborate. Overly quick to confirm eyewitness testimony, even when presented with my entirely fictional accounts to evaluate truthfulness, father and aunt report... Night terrors describe finding water in sludge on subject's bed well past the witching hour. Siblings report sleep-talking, but no discernible phrases or language. Instead describe a rather guttural expression. Initial assessment, social embarrassment and or familial pressures, perhaps feeding delusions. Fathers' extended absences leading to desire to create dramatic moments for attention. Session 4. Subject has begun to accept me as trustworthy ally and advocate. When presented with the full observations of his peers from the Allsvik Academy, Subject has begun to express doubt about their accuracy. Note, considering the somewhat contradictory nature of their observations, this is altogether understandable. Subject confirms he and others constructed makeshift rafts from branches and driftwood along the shores of the Oxen Sea. Subject confirms he attempted to pilot one of these rafts into the deeper waters of the lake while his peers were named near shore. Subject rejects the notion of poor craftsmanship positing an alternative theory that something in the water upended the raft and dragged him under. When pressed to identify, subject grows evasive, despondent, entering a trance-like state in which he stares out the office window at the oxen sea to the east. Eventually settles on the label monster, but seems to sense my skepticism, thereafter equivocating. When asked what he is staring at, subject says the water beckons to him. Session 6. Passing eyewitness testimony proving difficult. The aunt claims to have taken her eye off the subject for only a moment while grading examinations nearby. Subject's youngest sister claims her brother was underwater for an hour, but the older and more reliable sister has been consistent in stating the duration was a quarter of an hour. Academy peers report erratic, often self-contradictory timings. Additional reports suggest body surfaced, was brought inward by Tide, and eventually dragged ashore by the other children. Multiple peers claim to be Hero who administered Kiss of Life, but sisters insist no such actions taken, even by the aunt who appeared quite late to the scene. Consultation with Physica Renfrey confirms the obvious. Fifteen minutes is an absurdly long time for survival, likely only a minute or two. Renve also confirms again, obviously, that the expulsion of water in sludge is entirely common for a drowning victim, but notes with her characteristic guffaw that lake water in sludge would have cleared subject's system within the hour, and surmises night terror incidents are falsehoods at worst, or might correspond with swimming or rafting trips to lake at best. Note, subject's aunt claims most of these incidents occurred on days when subject was nowhere near lake. Session seven, subject entirely distant today, spent most of session staring out window at the oxen sea. When I attempted to close shutters, subject reacted violently, striking me in thigh. Subject altered voice in attempt to threaten. When shutters were fully closed, subject entered fit of convulsion, spitting up lake water in sludge, ending only when shutters reopened, at which point subject claimed innocence and confusion over his location. will recommend to father committal to Academy's asylum psychosurgery a likely outcome.